Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and we are doing the multicolored cards of Guilds of Ravnica today for the Guilds of Ravnica complete set review. This is going to be the longest episode out of them all. So sit back, relax, and we're going to have some fun talking about these cards. So what I basically do is I'll talk about each card and really give my thoughts and feelings on it in limited and possibly constructed if it applies and is applicable. So I don't really have any kind of grading system or anything like that. I just really give like, hey, this is good. This is bad type grading or anything i don't do the a plus f plus or anything like that because knowing my luck i'll give something an f plus when it's actually an a minus in reality and then you all come and attack me because it's like raw zuby doesn't know how to play magic well we knew that already all right we knew i don't know how to play magic so that's why i do a podcast okay so yeah before we get started let's get some announcements out of the way magic with zuby can be found on the following on itunes google play stitcher and tune in radio you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just search Magic Wazubi on YouTube. We are on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi. We are on Twitter at Magic Wazubi. We are on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. You can email me with any questions you have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Patreon at Patreon.com slash Magic Wazubi. We have a lot of cool prices there to give out if you become a patron uh then we have um my two sponsors legitmtg.com and manatraders.com and i thank them both for helping out this podcast they have been tremendous in the support of this show here so let's just get on with it because it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode here so and you know i'm probably gonna be drinking some water in between so don't even mind when you hear the little swigs of water because i'm gonna be talking a lot all right, first one on the list here is Artful Takedown for two blue and a black instant. Choose one or both. Tap target creature. Target creature. Tap target creature or target creature gets neg two, neg four until end of turn. Demir assassinations are choreographed like dance routines. Each challenge is anticipated and cover, countered with graceful, graceful ease. So, oh my God, this is a really good limited card here for a common choosing both. You're essentially, for four mana, you're going to kill a creature. You have a high, high chance of you being able to kill a creature because of that Nake 4 effect. And for four mana, I am A-okay with this card for sure. If I'm in Demir Colors, I'm picking this card because it is that good. Um, It could be an early pick for me for sure if I pick a really good, you know, blue or black card. And then I see this. This is some really good removal here. Now, is this going to see any kind of constructed play? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I the the smart person in me says no, but you never know. I could be wrong. You know, we don't know what the meta is going to be shaped out to be. All right. Next, we have Assassin's Trophy for green and or a black and a green instant. And it reads destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, but on the battlefield, then shuffle their library. A power vacuum for the Azorius, a keepsake for Vraska. So the one thing to really take note is they put a basic land card put on the battlefield, but it doesn't come on the battlefield tapped. I think Path to Exile, it does come tapped, doesn't it? Yeah, put on the battlefield tapped. I, I just had to double check real quick because I was pretty sure it did. So 
obviously a lot of people have talked about this card. This card is ridiculous and bonkers and constructed. I mean, it's going to see play in all formats here. Um, when I first saw this car spoiled, I, I had to read it a few times and ask myself, are they serious? Did they, did they really print something like this? It's a much better abrupt decay, but the plus side with abrupt decay was it couldn't be counter, but could only destroy a target non-land permanent that was a converter cost three or less converted mana cost three or less. This one, it can destroy any permanent it, it controls. It, it is it can be countered and force of will is a force to be reckoned with in legacy but in modern this is going to be a huge powerhouse this is going to bring jund it's going to put jund back on the map for sure uh in limited here if the timmy and me if i open this up pack one pick one i'm taking it for sure because you know hey do you want to land screw your opponent on turn two <laughs> why not well, actually, no, it wouldn't really land screw him, but hey, destroy a guild gate or destroy a really pesky creature or enchantment or artifact. So, yeah, I mean, what what more to be said about this card? It's ridiculous. Uh, next, we have Aurelia, Exemplar of Justice for two red and a white. Legendary creature angel that's a 2-5 with flying and mentor. At the beginning of combat of your turn, choose up to one target creature you control. Until end of turn, that creature gets plus two, plus oh, gains trample if it's red, and gains vigilance if it's white. So if you're targeting a red-white creature, it's going to get trample and vigilance. Um, and plus you get the plus two, plus oh. I mean, not a bad not a bad mythic. Uh, definitely pack one, pick one playable, because it has it's a two, five for four. I mean, not the strongest power for sure i mean you can target itself with the ability because it chews up to one target creature you control so you can target aurelia with its own ability giving it making it a four or five with trample and vigilance so that's not bad i mean i can see myself most of the time i'm going to be wanting to pump uh aurelia herself but i can also see the the benefit of pumping another creature as well so definitely i would pack one pick one this and a heartbeat we've known that especially going over white and red boros is really strong in this set here and i'm pretty impressed with what they've done with boros it's made me almost want to build and play a boros standard deck for sure um is this constructed playable i mean if there happens to be some sort of boros angel type deck i mean sure why not for four mana, I think it's appropriately costed for a mythic, and it it seems pretty fun to play. Now, is EDH playable? I mean, I feel like the other Aurelia is way better in EDH than this. I mean, this could be in the 99, but as a commander herself, I'm not that excited about it, to be honest. Next, we have Beacon Bolt for one blue and a red sorcery. Beacon Bolt deals damage to target creature equal to the total number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. Has Jumpstart. So, once again, with these kind of cards, they're very conditional on how many instant sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. With the addition of adding it to your exile, you have a better chance of, hey, this may do some more damage than if it just focused on your graveyard. Um, if you're in the Is It Colors, this is not a bad sorcery to have but really be careful if when you're doing your deck building you want to make sure you're going to have enough instants and sorcery cards for this to even be useful this can be a trap card if i had to be honest here moving on from it 
Next, we have Beam Splitter Mage for blue and a red creature, Vidalcan Wizard. That's a 2-2. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Beam Splitter Mage, if you control one or more other creatures that spell could target, choose one of those creatures, copy that spell, that copy targets the chosen creature. So let's say you have a pump spell. You have a green pump spell that's targeting only Beam Splitter Mage. You can then copy that spell and essentially pump another creature as well this is not a bad type of card here um especially it's a two two for two that's a bear and it is you know an is it colors so the i would play this if i was playing is it and the chance of being able to pump it and then copying the spell to another creature is pretty worth it in my opinion um if i'm playing is it this is going to be an early pick for me if not this is not a pack one pick one pick for sure there's got to be something better uh next we have boros challenger for red and a white creature human soldier that's a two three with mentor you can pay two red and a white boros challenger gets plus one plus one until end of turn so it's a two three for two that's really good right off the bat it's better than a bear and it has mentor as a plus plus you can pump it up for four mana and give it another plus one plus one making it a three four this is a good beater in boros if you're in boros colors this is an extremely early pick like i said boros color boros is just getting insane here i'm really impressed with what design has done with boros here it's made me excited to play boros usually I don't care about Boros at all. I mean, yeah, red white is really good in ag for aggro for limited, and that's how it's usually been at least for the past couple years. But I don't know whatever they've done with Boros this set. I'm excited to play it for sure. Uh, next, we have Camaraderie for four green and a white sorcery. It's a rare. You gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of creatures you control. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So that last part where creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn, that's just a, a benefit right there. The gaining life and drawing cards is the real focus of this card here. And when you're playing Selesnya, you're most likely going to have a few token cards and a few creatures out already and you're drawing x cards for six that is a little bit high that's in the cost but hopefully by then when you're casting this for six mana you have a lot of creatures out to where this is beneficial now this is not pack one pick one playable for sure but it's a possible maybe a later down pick if you're in these colors i'd have to say um, you know, I've been forgetting to read some of the flavor text here. You know what? We're just going to keep going since I screwed up. I'm not going to go back and read flavor text. I'll try to remember for the, for the next ones here. I apologize if you do enjoy me reading the flavor text. Next, we have Centaur Peacemaker for one green and a white centaur or creature centaur cleric. That's a 3-3. Three, three. When Centaur Peacemaker enters the battlefield, each player gains four life. Please accept this offering. I sincerely hope to leave my mace at my side. So a... 3 mana 3-3, three, three, but each player gains 4 life. That is a huge downside, in my opinion, for giving your opponent 4 life. Now, hopefully you can try to negate that by maybe dealing some damage, maybe making it a washout, but that... Oh, man, that that's... I mean, I know life is not the most important thing in Magic, but you don't want your opponent to keep getting more life, obviously. So really be careful with this card it does slot in nicely at the three mana slot but 
be careful with that each player gains four life you don't want to have that get out of control especially if your opponent has a lot of life by the time you play this next we have chance for glory for one red and a white instant it's a mythic creatures you control gain indestructible take an extra turn after this one at the beginning of that turn's end step you lose the game it is not your time the legion still needs your blade what the crap is going on with my thumb here it's like something weird going on with it um yeah i know i recorded that whatever so this is i would this is not a pack one pick one card because it is so conditional that by the time you play it hopefully you have enough you know power on the board to be able to kill your opponent on the extra turn if not you're done um this would be a really funny card to play in constructed especially in a format where glorious end is legal as well because by the time this comes out glorious end is gonna rotate out of standard so it would be pretty funny because glorious end just ends the turn um so i mean i, I wouldn't pack one pick one this if this was in my pack one i would just ignore it and pick something else because yeah it it i mean it's decent guard but i wouldn't want it to be honest uh next we have charnel is it charnel or charnel troll uh one black and a green creature troll for four four trample it has trample at the beginning of your upkeep exile a creature card from your graveyard if you do put a one one counter on charnel troll otherwise sacrifice it pay black and a green discard a creature card put a one one counter on charnel troll so be careful with this card once again this is going to depend on there being creature cards in your graveyard because at the beginning of your upkeep you have to exile a creature card from your graveyard if you don't then you sack this yeah well this looks really nice and shiny a three mana four four but if you're playing it on turn three and you don't have a creature card to discard I mean, on your upkeep, you could let this go on the stack, and then in response to that stack, you can just pay the green and a the black and a green to discard a creature card to put a one-one counter, and then you let that go. Then that ability stacks, so then you put another one-one counter, so making it essentially a six-six by turn four. Not the worst thing, but this is really, really tricky to have because what if you don't have more creature cards to put in your graveyard? Um, so be careful with this. It's it's a really good card, but tricky and very conditional. Uh, next, we have Conclave Cavalier for a double green, double white creature centaur knight. That's a 4-4 with Vigilance. When Conclave Cavalier dies, create two 2-2 two, two green and white elf knight creature tokens with Vigilance. If uh, just as leaves fall and the trees bloom again, one day I will fall and the Conclave will endure. If I'm in Selesnia colors, this is a snap pick for me. 100%. Yeah, the double green and double white is a bit costly there, but the benefits that this is going to create two, you know, knights with vigilant tokens when it dies, sign me up 100% here. I like it a lot. Uh, next, we have Conclave Guild Mage for green and a white creature elf cleric. That's a 2 2, so another bear. You pay one green, tap it, creatures you control gain trample into under turn. Not the worst thing in the world. Uh, then you can pay five and a white and tap it, create a two, two green and white elf knight creature token with vigilance. I like that because you can poop out a body and like, like I keep saying, if you're in the Slesnia colors, this is a really good guild mage to have. 
uh, for sure. Uh, can be a pretty early pick if you're in those colors or hell, could, I could even see this being a pack one pick one if there's nothing else good in that pack and the rare mythic or is a dud. Like you open up a chance for glory and you're like, yeah, I don't feel like losing. Um, so we're going to pick something that's going to help me win. <laughs> and you can tell I don't like Chance for Glory. And Chance for Glory is a fun, exciting card, but in Limited, uh, I would just want to ignore it. So next, we have Crackling Drake for double blue, double red uh, creature Drake. That's a star four. Uh, this has flying. Crackling Drake's power is equal to the total number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. When Crackling Drake enters the battlefield, draw a card. So, once again, this is going to rely on having instant sorcery cards that you own in Exile and in your graveyard. Uh, hopefully, if you're playing Is It, you're going to have some in your graveyard by the time you play this. So, at worst, this is going to be a 0-4. Could be a pretty decent wall for a little bit until you start pumping it up. Um, and then, plus, you draw a card with it. So, I, I, mean, I wouldn't call this an early pick, but definitely a sort of mid midway pick if I kept keep seeing it being passed around uh, next we have dark blade agent for one blue and a black and why is there a little freaking bug just deciding to climb on my computer um, while I'm recording this so dark blade agent one blue and a black creature human assassin that's a two three as long as you've surveilled this turn dark blade agent has death touch and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player you draw a card I've seen your house and you've been in and you've been a lovely if unwitting host, but at last it's time for farewells. So a two three for three mana just off the bat is not bad. I mean I've seen worse for three mana, but you're gonna have a high chance of surveilling if you're in the Demir colors, because there are a lot of surveil cards as we've seen here. So I like the fact that it's gonna have death touch and you know, when it deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. So this is will also be useful if you're sort of hoarding, holding back a little bit too, and you surveil on your opponent's turn and they go and swing. It's like, oh, well, this has death touch now and boom, your big 8-8 creature with no trample is dead. So there you go. Uh, kind of a late pick for me. I mean, if you're doing sealed and you're in the Demir colors, this is, I wouldn't say a must, but it's a good card to have. But, you know, there's probably better stuff to pick here. Uh, next, we have Deafening Clarion for one red and a white uh, sorcery. Choose one or both. Deafening Clarion deals three damage to each creature or creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Commander, what's the signal to attack? You'll know. I like that flavor text there. So once again, Boros gets a really good card. It gets a pretty decent board wipe because you have the chance of dealing six damage to all creatures. Now that will affect your creatures as well. Or you can just pump your creatures up twice with lifelink. Um, I mean, there's no double lifelink or anything like that. But, you know, as long as your creatures are pretty strong and, you know, they can survive the three damage to the entire board, you know, go for it. Give it a shot. Um, this is, oh man, would this be a pack one pick one for me? That's the real question here. I would want to say no, it wouldn't be. 
there's something better out there because this will affect your board but it is a fun card for sure i i, I do like it it's a fun like i said they've just done such a good job with boros in this set i i've been i've been excited for boros more than anything which is surprising i think i mentioned that before in one of the other episodes that i'm surprising how i'm surprised how exciting boros has been so moving on next we have demir Spybug for blue and a black creature insect that's a one one with flying and menace whenever you surveil put a one one counter on demir Spybug. just assume every conversation is on record so off the bat just looking at it like oh it has flying and menace it's a one one not the greatest but since there's a lot a crap ton of surveil in this set this is just going to keep getting bigger and it's it's just gonna go it's gonna get bigger it's gonna be a two like a two two three three four four easily if you're in the demir colors if i'm in demir and you know i'm heavy into demir in the beginning i'm choosing this card this could be like a pack two pick one right off the bat if i'm in demir colors i like this a lot for sure uh, next, we have Disinformation Campaign for one blue and a black enchantment. When Disinformation Campaign enters the battlefield and you draw a card and each opponent discards a card. Whenever you surveil, return Disinformation Campaign to its owner's hand. People would sooner savor sweet lies than chew plain truth, says Lazav. So when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and each opponent discards a card. And whenever you surveil, you return this to your hand. So it just has a good recursion effect where you're just going to keep drawing a card for three and you're going to make your opponent discard a card now once again as we've said before in previous in previous episodes where you want to be careful with having your opponent discard a card because it could benefit them especially with undergrowth and jump start but that's a risk i'm willing to take with this card here because i'm drawing a card as well so if i'm in demir colors i probably wouldn't early pick this maybe it's a mid to late pick if it's still going around or if I'm in sealed and I'm in Demir Colors, this would definitely be a card I'd have on my deck because of that recursion. And you're going to surveil regardless. Next, we have Amara, Soul of the Accord for a green and a white legendary creature elf cleric 2-2. Two, two. So it's a bear. Uh, whenever Amara, Soul of the Accord becomes tapped, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Whatever hatred des destroys, a single act of trust can revive. This is my pack one pick one. I'd pick it for sure because being able to, you know, poop a body essentially. Plus, it says becomes tapped, not just when it attacks. So if you have a lot of convoke cards, you're going to definitely want to convoke with Amara because you're just going to keep creating more and more tokens there with that. So it's just be sure you remember that as you play this card that it's becoming tapped, not when it attacks. So be careful, don't give this Vigilance or anything because then you're never going to tap and poop out a token unless it's Convoke only. Alright, so yeah, this is definitely a pack one, pick one for sure. Will this see, will this see standard play? I can say yes because it looks like there's a good chance of there being a good kind of token deck in standard. Uh definitely now would this see kind of edh play i mean i can see this being the commander but the other like tristani is a much better commander than amara here but i could see this being played i mean even if you're not gonna play her as the commander she's good in the 99 for sure excuse me here i don't know why this always happens like i ate you know like three four hours ago before i even started this here yeah it's been four hours 
Yeah, yeah, about four hours now, and I still feel like I'm belching up food here, and it always happens when I'm trying to record a podcast. Like, it never happens anywhere else. So next we have erstwhile trooper for one black and a green creature zombie soldier. That's a 2-2. Discard a creature card. Erstwhile trooper gets plus 2, plus 2, and gains trample until end of turn. Activate this ability only once each turn. The erstwhile rotten of body and outmodded in dress, but unfailing in loyalty, says Veraska. So... You're going to discard a creature card and it gets plus two plus two and gains trample until end of turn. Now this can feed into undergrowth abilities as well. Um, it's not the greatest common. I'm not that happy with it. A three mana two two. I feel like there's better things you could be doing and you don't always want to discard a creature card most of the time too. Next we have Etrata the Silencer for two blue and a black legendary creature vampire assassin. Etrata the Silencer can't be blocked. It's a three five. Whenever Atrada deals combat damage to a player, exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. That player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. Atrada's owner shuffles Atrada into their library. Wait, Atrada's owner shuffles Atrada. Wait, when would you, it, when would you put it into your library then for shuffling it? Is it when it dies? Whenever it deals combat damage, that player loses. Then Atrada's owner shuffles Atrada into their library. So, okay. So I so the way I'm reading it here, and I thought I read this and understood it before, but I'm assuming this takes place. It deals combat damage to a player. You exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. That player loses the game if they own three or more exile cards with hit counters on them. And then you shuffle Atrada into your library. If that's the case, this card sucks. All right. Because I was under the impression that, hey, you're just going to swing with this three times in three turns. They basically got a three-turn clock. But if that's the case that it just shuffles back into your into their library, yeah, screw this card. If I open this up, pack one, pick one, no. I mean, yeah, no. Three, five for four. I mean, it's not bad, but I really don't like that at all. I'm really disappointed now that I read that. I guess I missed that last line of text when I was originally going over everything, you know, prepping for the episode. Uh, I'm really good at magic, I told you guys. Uh, next, we have Fireminds Research for blue and a red enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Fireminds Fire Research. Uh, pay one in a blue, remove two charge counters from Fireminds Research, draw a card. Pay one in a red, remove five charge counters from Fireminds Research. It deals five damage to any target. To me, this is almost like a pack one, pick one, you know, playable card right here. Because if you're in Is It, you're going to be playing instant sorcery cards for sure. And at worst, you're going to be drawing a card with it, removing the two draw counters. So, or charge counters, I mean. I like this card. I can see this definitely being played in Commander, especially in Is It decks or even, you know, Grix's decks as well. Possibly Jeskai if you're playing, I don't know, like maybe Narset or something in Jeskai. Uh, otherwise, will this see play in Standard? Mm, maybe. I mean, I can see a home for it in like maybe a Wizards, you know, Red Black or not Red Black. Uh, blue blue red oh my god i can't i can't say these colors i don't know what the hell's going on with me here but otherwise unlimited the timmy and me would definitely pack one pick one this card for sure i mean hell i've been saying that a lot this whole time or i would pack one pick one a lot of cards 
All right, uh, next we've got Garrison Sergeant for three red and a white creature via Shano Soldier. Via Shino Soldier. It's a 3 3 for five. Gar Garrison Sergeant has double strike as long as you control a gate. And the Legion no flagpole is merely decorative, and every ceremonial, ceremonial sword bears an edge. So, guild gates are going to be common. You're going to see them in your packs and if you manage to get a gate and you're in boros colors you've got a double striker for five and nothing wrong with that this this is a really good boros card as i keep saying boros is just impressing me more and more as i'm going on through this here uh i mean not an early pick but definitely a mid to late pick for sure especially if you already picked a gate that you need and you can always pick a gate you know in your pack three as well because you're gonna see them Next, we have Glowspore Shaman for black and a green creature elf shaman. That's a 3-1. When Glowspore Shaman enters the battlefield, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. You may put a land card from your graveyard on top of your library. So, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. You may put a land card from your graveyard on top of your library. I mean, this is going to feed into undergrowth, obviously. And the flavor text does read, From Death She Grows Living Grandeur. Um... 3-1 for 2. I mean, typically we see that in the white cards. and But I do like this card because, you know, you have you do have a decent chance of putting a land card into your graveyard and then putting it back on top of your library because you may need it. So if you're going that undergrowth strategy, this is the perfect card for it. I don't see this being an early pick for me, honestly. Uh, maybe a mid to late pick if I'm in those colors, the Golgari colors. Next, we have a reprint of Goblin Electromancer for blue and a red creature Goblin Wizard. That's a 2-2. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Result number 752, Rapid Mass re Redistribution. Result number 753, Calamitous Reverse Synthesis. Synthesis. Blah. Oh my god, I can't freaking say any of these names. Result number 754, Acute Disarrayment. Is it Research Notes? So I like that new little flavor text here. I mean, it's Goblin Electromancer. We've seen it before. And if you're an Is It, this is the perfect card for you here. What, what's more to say about it? Um, I'm glad it got a reprint here. And this will definitely be in a Wizard Standard deck. I can say that for sure. It's making me want to build Wizards. Not only now do I want to build like a Boros... Uh, jank kind of standard deck but now i want to build a wizards you know blue red deck and now i want to build a mill deck as well too in standard and i've got three ideas just brewing in my head next we've got golgari fine Bro fine broker uh double black double green creature elf shaman three four when this enters battlefield return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand so it's a four mana eternal witness or recollect and it says we gather the past from surface dwellers and sell it right back to them so i've always really loved eternal witness it goes in almost all my green decks that i play in edh but if you're in black and green in edh this is going to be a really good budget eternal witness i can tell you this card's not going to be that expensive at all it's probably going to be less than a dollar where eternal witness is still what like five to five to six bucks or something like that maybe it's less i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure on that but in limited anyway this is going to be a good card for you because undergrowth is going to be a thing in the golgari colors and maybe you put a card in your graveyard that you didn't exactly want to be there this card is going to help you get it back um not an early pick not a pack one pick one for sure 
but it's going to be a pick that you maybe want to get in pack two or pack three if you're in the Golgari colors. Next, we have Hammer Dropper for two red and a white. That's a creature giant soldier for five two. Has Mentor. Giants know a solid hit is one part strength, four parts leverage. So a four mana five two and you're in the Boros colors and it has Mentor. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, going for this card immediately, but I can see myself playing it for sure. Be definitely a late pick. And it may just be a card I may choose it by pack two, maybe pack three, if there's no other Boros cards that I'm exactly wanting to draft here. So, I mean, that's really all to say about that. Next is House Guild Mage for blue and a black. Creature Human Wizard, that's a 2-2. You can pay one and a blue, tap this target creature, doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. And you can pay two and a black and tap, surveil two. I mean... This is a really good card. As I as I said before in my preview card, which is coming up here, being able to tap a creature, and especially this, where the creature doesn't untap. So, okay, hold on. I just misread that here. Um, it doesn't tap any creatures. It just prevents tapped creatures from untapping during its controller's next untap step. So, the creature is going to attack anyway, unless it has some sort of other ability to where it's going to tap. But most of the time, it's going to be attacking. So that does have a little bit of a drawback. So my whole thinking of the card just now is sort of changed here. The surveil two is really useful though, but um, even the first one, it is going to be handy to have because maybe your opponent just attacked with a big beefy creature, and you're like, ah, I don't want that to untap again because that's scary, and you just keep, you know, doing it over and over again so it doesn't untap essentially. Next, we have Hypothesizzle uh, for three blue and a red instant. Draw two cards, then you may discard a non-land card. When you do, Hypothesizzle deals four damage to target creature. It's like blowing up an arcane library in a thermobaric explosion, but in a good way, says Boro Andon. Is it Blast Seeker? I mean, I like the name of it. People have said, oh, it's, you know, like a Snoop Dogg card, Hypothesizzle. Uh, drawing two cards for five, but then discarding a non-land card and having it deal four damage to a target creature, that's not bad. I mean, the drawing two cards, I'm happy with anyway. I mean, five mana is a bit expensive, but I mean, how many times are you going to want to discard a non-land card? Yeah, you're going to want to discard a non-land card that's dead in your hand. It's just not doing anything. Maybe a jumpstart card too, you know, and just trying to pick off a creature. So I like it. Um, most definitely a late pick for me, if I had to be honest here. All right, next we have Ionize for one blue and a red instant. Counter target spell. Ionize deals two damage to that spell's controller. Counter magic is a simple process of breaking matter into its elementary particles. Um, best counter spell in standard right now? Uh, I mean, because Aether Revolt is rotating out and... If I'm building a red-blue wizard's deck, I'm putting four copies of this bad boy right here, including maybe some copies of the wizard's counter spell as well. Because, I mean, three mana that's appropriately cost a counter spell now, and then you're going to deal two damage to that spell's controller. Sign me up a thousand times. That's like counter squall, but better. I mean, I do understand it is one more mana than counter squall, and counter squall is in demure colors anyway. But this, come on. I love it. I love it. Um, pack one, pick one playable. The Timmy and me would say yes. Yes, I would pack one, pick one this for sure. Um, and it's going to see playing standard. Mark my words, it will. 
Next, we have Izani Thousand Eyed for two double black, double green legendary creature elf shaman. That's a two three has undergrowth. When Izani Thousand Eyed enters the battlefield, create a one one black and green insect creature token for each creature card in your graveyard. You can also pay a black and a green sacri sacrifice another creature. Sorry, you gain one life and draw a card. Once again, I'm I'm not thrilled about this undergrowth effect at all and limited here so this is all going to depend on if you have any creatures in your graveyard and most of the times you don't want too many in your graveyard anyway because then you're kind of losing possibly but i mean i know undergrowth graveyard matters so this will poop out some creatures for you when you play izani so be careful with this card you know at worst it's going to be a six mana two three and at best, it's going to be a six mana two three that may pump out, you know, two to three tokens for you when it comes into the battlefield. Um, is this pack one pick one playable? God, I mean, I'd almost feel like if you're going to pack one pick one this, you're going to be forced to go into Golgari colors, or else this is going to be a dead card from the cards you picked. But um, I mean, it's it's always possible. It's always possible. I mean, if I open this up, I'd be looking at the other cards to be honest. Uh, next, we have Join Shields for three green and a white instant. Untap all creatures you control. They gain Hexproof and Indestructible until end of turn. Uh, we are the shield that never breaks, the bow that never burns, the song that can never be silenced. So if I'm in Selesnya Colors, and obviously if you're in Selesnya, you're going to have a bunch of tokens out. This is going to be extremely good for you, especially if there is a board wipe that's potentially happening. Um, and there are board wipes here. So this is going to give your creatures Hexproof and Indestructible, a really good card to have. Um, definitely look for this kind of card in pack two and pick three if you're in Selesnya Colors. Next, we have Justice Strike for a red and a white instant target creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. Those who show no mercy to the weak deserve no mercy from the strong, says Firemain Kavrova. So, obviously you're going to... Uh, um, Obviously, you're going to target your opponent's creatures and hopefully it kills them because there are, you know, some uneven uh, creature power and toughness there, like four fives and two threes and everything like that. So targeting one of those is not going to do anything for you unless it you play this as a combat trick to where, you know, you possibly, you know, trick your opponent out to having it block with a big creature and then you just oh okay after damage boom you play justice strike i can see that um not an early pick for me uh next we have knight of autumn for one green and a white creature dryad knight it's a two one for three when knight of the autumn enters the battlefield choose one put two one one counters on this creature destroy target artifact or enchantment or you gain four life uh, most of the time i'm going to want to put two one one counters on knight of autumn if i'm going to be honest the destroy target artifact or enchantment is going to be very situational and conditional you'd possibly want to hold on to this card and your games two and three depending on what enchantments and artifacts your opponent is playing but if this is game one i'd be playing this turn three on the tempo and then boosting it up to a four three for three I like this card a lot. I'd, I'd probably snap pick this for pack one, pick one, because it is a really good card. Uh, next, we have Lazav the Multifarious. Multifarious? Multifarious. Is that really a word? I guess so. Um, 
Lazav is blue and black. It's a legendary creature shapeshifter. It's a 1-3. When this enters the battlefield, surveil one. You can pay X, and Lazav becomes a copy of target creature card in your graveyard or convert a mana cost X, except his name is Lazav the Multifarious. It's a legendary in addition to its other types, and it has this ability. So this would be a good card to play if you just played a big bomb, and you're... Um, you know, maybe your big creature just died and then you play Lazav and then, oh, hey, Lazav is going to become a creature that or a copy of that creature now. But you're going to have to pay X for that mana cost. So be careful with that. Um, that is pretty expensive. And is this a pack one, pick one playable card? Not off the bat, to be honest, if I had to say so. Um, now, the Timmy and me would pick this pack one pick one but I'd want to be looking for other cards if I had to be honest here because this is so situational and maybe you have nothing but dud cards in your graveyard where this just doesn't become that good yet yeah, this headband is itching the crap out of my hair right now I don't know why next we have league guild mage for blue and a red creature human wizard that's a 2-2 you can pay 3 and a blue and tap draw a card or you can pay X and a red and you can tap this copy target instant or sorcery spell you control convert a mana cost X you may choose new targets for the copy um, those kind of copy spells are always good but most of the time I'm probably going to want to be drawing a card There's probably very little time that I'd be copying spells um, the draw card is going to be played way more than the copy spells. I mean, not that the copy spells is bad. It's just I'm going to be drawing cards more. Um, very early pick for me if I'm in Is It Colors, uh, for sure. Uh, next, we have Ledev Champion for one green and a white creature elf knight. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Whenever Ledev Champion attacks, you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Ledev Champion gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature tapped this way. You can pay three green and a white and create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Um, once again, Selesnia is pooping out tokens and little small guys. And, you know, this is not a bad card. It's a three mana 2-2, two, two, but you can have the possibility of pumping it up a lot. Um, and then if you have some cards that can't attack this turn like you just play a creature why not tap it to pump this up when Ledev champion attacks next we have the card that I spoiled uh, for guilds of Ravnica and that's legion guild mage and that's a red and a white creature human wizard for 2-2 two, two. you can pay 5 and a red and tap this legion guild mage deals 3 damage to each opponent or you can pay 2 and a white and tap another creature you tap this to tap another creature um, if you saw my preview card video I'm going to say this again uh, being able to tap another target creature helps you win games you'd be surprised how often that has made you win games it, other creatures of similar sort and pass sets when they have that tap another target creature effect that has helped me win many games that helped me win a two headed giant championship uh, that just tells you how good that kind of ability is the other ability is pretty high costed but um, it's pretty good to have especially if you just need to get that three extra damage into your opponent to get rid of them there but if I'm playing Boros this is a solid early pick for me Next, we have March of the Multitudes for X, green, and double white instant with Convoke. Create X, one, one, white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. Um, so, pretty basic, you know, create X amount of, you know, token cards there. Uh, this being a mythic, of course, if I open this up, pack one, pick one, yes, I would take it and then go heavy into Selesnya token strategy for sure. Because um, with Convoke, you're just going to have that more of a chance of pooping out more tokens here 
Uh, next we have Mnemonic Betrayal for one blue and a black sorcery. Exile all cards from all opponent's graveyards. You may cast those cards this turn and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast these spells. At the beginning of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to their owner's graveyard. Exile Mnemonic Betrayal. So in limited, this is a trap card, if I had to be honest, because you're going to have to pay three mana on top of paying whatever mana you're going to have to use to cast a card from their graveyard. So you're going to have to make sure if you're going to play this card, you have to make sure this is sort of a grindy deck you're building that can withstand, you know, aggro and it has um the ability to survive essentially. Um will this see any kind of constructive play? I mean, I can see it being played in commander for sure. Um standard, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I don't see this being played in standard, really. Maybe in some jank off-tier deck. But I would be kind of hesitant to pack one pick one this card. The Taming Enemy would pick it, obviously, but I'd be really hesitant to pick this card, pack one pick one. Next, we have Molder Hulk for seven and then black and green. It has undergrowth. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. When this enters a battlefield, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a 6-6 six, six for 9. And with undergrowth... Oh, God. And like I said, I am not a fan of undergrowth at all. So, I mean, if you're having to Golgari and you do have ways of getting stuff into your graveyard that are creatures go for it but be careful really be careful because at worst you're gonna pay nine mana for a six six and that's not very good that's not a good bomb there's better bombs out there all right i just need a drink of water Ugh. all right next we have night veil predator for double blue and double black creature vampire that's a three three with flying death touch and has hex proof Three daggers left in an angel's back, three enforcers with memory loss, three three keys stolen from my own belt, and you talk of peace, says Tajik to Aurelia. Uh, so a 3-3 three, three for four with flying death touch and hexproof? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. If I'm in Demir, this is going to be a snap early pick for sure. Maybe even a pack two or pack three pick one. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro choosing it uh next we have niv mezit perun ah niv mezit you've shown up for a third time my friend uh it's double blue double red a legendary creature dragon wizard for six mana that's pretty high cost there the three of blue and red uh it's a five five it can't be countered has flying whenever you draw a card niv mezit perun deals one damage to any target Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, you draw a card. So that says whenever a player, so if your opponent's going to cast instant sorceries, it's like, oh, look, I draw a card as well, too. Um, you know what would have made this card even better? If it had a Rhystic Study effect. Uh, whenever a player casts a spell, if they don't pay one, you draw a card. Oh, man, that, that put it up to Mythic, probably. Um... If I were to open this card, would I play? Oh, yeah. The Timmy and me screams, yes, 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 yes. I would want Niv-Mezit. And I could even, you know, it's very similar to the other Niv-Mezit cards we've seen. But um, I like it a lot. I can see this being a commander as well. And um, I'd play it, pack one, pick one for sure. 
Next we have Notion Rain for one. Blue and a black sorcery. Surveil two, then draw two cards. Notion Rain deals two damage to you. So it's a read Oh, excuse me. Damn it. I hate this. I stop hiccuping. Um... So this is a read the bones effect. City air is a constant drizzle of private thoughts. You know, you're not scrying to, you're surveilling to, then drawing two cards. Um, yeah, if you're in Demir, pick it. That's a really good draw spell here. Uh, next we have Ocarin Assassin for one black and a green creature elf assassin with death touch. All creatures able to block Ocarin Assassin do so. It's a 1-1. One, one. Uh, the dagger is just the distraction. I carry the real killer and a vial at my side. So this would be a good card if your opponent is playing a lot of creatures and you have, I don't know, maybe two or three creatures and you swing an attack and then all all their creatures have to block him and then your big creatures get to go through. I like that card, um, but be careful. It can only kill one creature though. Um, so don't, don't be thinking, oh, hey, it has death touch. Everything's going to die. No, only one creature is going to die unless you had, you pump this up to like two, two or two, three, then you can be like, boom, boom, boom. All right. Three creatures are going to die instead. All right. Next we have Ral. Is it Viceroy for three blue and a red? It's a legendary planeswalker and it starts off with five loyalty points. His plus one is look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the other one into your graveyard. His neg three is Ral is it Viceroy deals damage to target creature equal to the number of instant sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. And his ultimate ability, which is a neg eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this emblem deals four damage to any target and you draw two cards. So obviously in limited, this is going to be a pretty decent card it doesn't protect itself that's the downside to this planeswalker um obviously if i open it up open this up pack one pick one i'm gonna play it or at least pick it at least because it's gonna be a money card um but is it gonna be playable um as if you're not in is it colors then no it's not um and you know just the plus one being able to dig through your library is gonna make it pretty good so yeah i mean pack one pick one obviously any most planeswalkers are pack one pick one um most of the time and is this going to see any kind of standard play i don't know it, since it doesn't protect itself i'm not a fan of it at all so moving on next we have rhizome lurcher for two black and a green creature fungus zombie for two two has undergrowth this enters the battlefield with the number of one one counters on an equal number of creature cards in your graveyard so at worst this is going to be a two two for four at best you're going to get some counters on it as well but it all really depends on undergrowth i've said it over and over again i'm not a fan of undergrowth uh next we have the or the flavor text reads the dead gain new purpose here what is strange in the eyes of other guilds is harmon harmonious in ours says devesh golgari shaman next we have rose main centaur for three green and a white creature centaur soldier for that's a four four that has convoke and vigilance i long for peaceful times where i may tend my guard when i may tend my to my garden instead of our borders so pretty basic four four for five that has vigilance but it does have convoke so it's possible that this will be cheaper to play if you're in the selesnia colors pick it uh probably a mid to late pick if you're in the selesnia colors 
Next, we have Sky Knight Legionnaire for one red and a white creature human knight. That's a 2-2 with flying and haste. Squadrons of Sky Knights are available for deployment around the clock, capable of reaching any district in the city within minutes. So if you're in the Boros Colors, this is a really good pick and a really good play because there's not a lot of flying cards in Boros at all. So this is pretty good for a 3-mana 2-2 with flying and haste. All right, next we have Sonic Assault for one blue and a red instant. Tap target creature Sonic Assault deals two damage to that creature's controller, and this has jump start. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind this at all. Obviously, I'd play this card probably, you know, pre-combat main phase on my opponent's step, on my opponent's turn, I should say, and just to tap that big pesky creature uh, for sure. He heard stars and saw thunder. Next, we have Samala Woodshaper. That's two green and a white creature Elf Druid. That's a 2-1. When this enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or enchantment card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So a pretty good, you know, dig card where you're going to most of the time put a creature card into your hand. Um, you're, you'll be lucky if you get a good enchantment to be able to put in your hand as well. Um... A 2-1 for 4 is not the greatest, but the dig effect is going to be, you know, very useful for you. Um, kind of a mid to late pick on a more like a late pick, to be honest here. Uh, next, we have Swarm Guild Mage for black and a green 2-2 creature elf shaman. You can pay 4 and a black and tap this creature as you control, get plus 1, plus 0, and gain menace until end of turn. Or you pay 1 and a green and you tap this and you gain 2 life. Obviously, the 4 and a black is going to be the more highly sought after effect for this. Sought, sought, at, op, sought uh, after effect or... Ugh, blah, 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 I can't talk. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've been doing way too much talking here. And I can't talk at all. So uh, the first effect is going to be more sought after, obviously. There we go. And the gaining the menace in plus one, plus O is very, very beneficial to you and your creatures here. Uh, pretty early pick if I'm going Golgari for sure. Uh, next we have Swath Cutter Giant for four red and a white creature giant soldier for five, five with vigilance. Whenever this attacks, it deals one damage to each creature defending player controls. So I like that. If you're up against, say, Selesny and they've got a whole bunch of 1-1s out on the field and you go and attack with this, boom. They just all got picked off by Swathcutter Giant because that effect happens during the attack phase before blocks. like it a lot. Um, kind of early pick for me if I'm going Boros. It is 6 mana, but it's worth it. Worth it as a high-end bomb. Next, we have Swift Blade Vindicator for red and a white creature human soldier. That's a 1-1. One, one. This has Double Strike, Vigilance, and Trample. A Swift Blade is an artist. Each fiery trail of their blades is a fleeting masterpiece traced on the air. Yeah, I'm picking this card for sure. This is a pack one, pick one card for me. And I would work on pumping this up as much as I could. 100%. Either with Mentor or with some enchantment. Or with some counters. Next, we have Tajic Legion's Ed for one red and a white legendary creature human soldier. That's a 3-2 with haste and mentor. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to other creatures you control. You can pay one red and a white and Tajic Legion, Legion's End gains first strike until end of turn. So a 3-2 for three with haste and mentor is pretty decent on its own. And then the pump ability or the 
the payability for red and a white to give it first strike is not bad either but the prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to other creatures you control is the probably the you know cherry on top of this little cake or ice cream sundae or something like that i don't know whatever you put cherries on and yeah because then they your creatures are not gonna be you know hit by oh hey you know we're gonna wipe the board you know by dealing three damage to everything that deafening clarion though it will kill this off though that'll be the downside to it uh next we have thief of sanity for one blue and a black creature specter two two with flying whenever thief of sanity deals combat damage to a player look at the top three cards of that player's library exile one of them face down then put the rest into their graveyard for as long as that card remains exiled you may look at it you may cast it and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color or of any type to cast that spell so this is a gaunty effect here but it's you have to deal combat damage and it's a 2-2 with flying and you're gonna have a pretty good shot of being able to deal damage this is the night veil specter better version of if i had to say um yeah i mean pack one pick one playable for sure i'd snap pick this in a heartbeat all right next we have thought erasure for a blue and a black sorcery target opponent reveals their hand you choose a non-land card from it that player discards that card surveil one so it's a duress with an upside i mean it does cost one more than duress but it's still a pretty good upside here because you're surveilling one um i wouldn't say an early pick for me if i'm in demir more like a mid to late pick but if it's pack two pack three then i'm most likely picking it pretty early on all right next we have thousand years storm this is one of my favorite cards of the set here because it's it's really really cool effect here uh it costs four blue and a red enchantment whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell copy it for each other instant sorcery spell you've cast before it this turn you may choose new targets for the copies Ral storm crackled with mystical detections planeswalkers were infiltrating ravnica so this card uh, it's very high casting casting cost here and most likely this would not be a pack one pick one i mean i'd pack one pick one because i'm a timmy at heart here but um is this limited playable not really because six mana and i mean after turn six hopefully you're not casting a crap ton of instant sorcery spells because it's not going to do much for you but this would be a really fun card to play in standard and even even modern storm it would be fun to play and obviously you wouldn't play this in modern storm but just think how funny it would be to be able to play that in a modern storm oh you cast grape shot 16 times oh look it's going to get copied to 16 16 more times um or i think so i think that's how it works right all right next we have trustani discordant for three black or three green and a white legendary creature dryad that's a one for other creatures you control get plus one plus one when this enters the battlefield create two one one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink at the beginning of your end step each player gains control of all creatures they own um i mean obviously in limited i'd pack one pick one this card but as far as constructed goes i'm thinking about standard i'm thinking about command or commander here I would not play this as a commander. I like the other Tristani better. This would go in the 99 of it. I would not make this a commander. I wouldn't be happy playing this kind of card as a commander. Um, 
But in limited, oh yeah, this is a pretty good card in limited because it's going to buff your creatures and you're going to create some tokens with it as well. Um, next we have True Fire Captain for double red, double white creature human knight with mentor. When True Fire Captain is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target player. Ooh, I like that. So you may even want to, um, you may even want to like do some damage to this card yourself so you can deal damage to your opponent. Um, if I'm in Boros colors, yeah, this is going to be an early pick for me. Like, oh God, I fucking love Boros in this set. It's so good. Next, we have Undercity Uprising for two black and a green sorcery creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn then target creature control fights target creature you don't control so all your creatures are going to get death touch then one target creature is going to fight a target creature you don't control i'm taking off this headband it is just getting annoying it's just itching my head so crazy uh people in audio land are like oh i didn't even know you were wearing a headband yes watch my videos okay i've been wearing this headband it's just driving me crazy right now so it's under City Uprising, I like the card. If I'm Golgari, this is going to be a good pick. More like a late pick, more than anything. I wouldn't pick this early. I wouldn't be grasping for this. But it's a pretty good removal card in a sense because all your creatures are going to get death touch. Soda is going to kill something, essentially. Now it's your turn to hide, says Vraska. Next, we have Underrealm Lich for three black and a green. Creature Zombie Elf Shaman for four three. That's a four three. If you would draw a card, instead look at the top three cards of your library, then put one into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You can pay for life, and this gains indestructible to end a turn. Tap it. Um, I mean, pack one, pick one. Yes. The I mean, this is going to feed into your undergrowth, and hopefully you have ways of getting those cards back from the undergrowth. Um, I mean, yeah, a 4-3 for 5. I mean... It's not the best card, but I just really like the draw ability because you're going to be digging through your deck a lot. And this is definitely pack one, pick one playable, and it's a really good bomb to play as well, too. Next, you have Unmoored Ego for one blue and a black sorcery. Choose a card name, search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name, and exile them. That player shuffles their library, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. A well-chosen word can restore a mind or snap its tethers. Uh... In limited, this is not going to be very good at all. This has this screams constructed play all over, especially modern because fuck Tron, right? So I'm not crazy about this card. I would ignore this card if this is your pack one, pick one, and pick something else because most of the time it's not going to be that useful for you. This is a sideboard card more than anything for limited for sure. Next we have Vraska Golgari Queen for two black and a green. She starts off with four loyalty counters. It has, her first ability is plus two. You may sack another permanent. If you do, you gain one life and draw a card. Uh, you can neg three, destroy target non-land permanent with converted mana cost three or less. And her ultimate ability, neg nine, you get an emblem with. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. So that is pretty good. Um, so you can plus two her without having to sack another permanent if you just want to try to get to that neg nine as quickly as you can. So it's going to take you, was it four turns in order for you to even be able to do the neg nine because the first turn is going to be six and then next turn is going to be eight and then 
and then after that it'll be 10 then you nig nine and it's back down to one um she can sort of protect herself by destroying a non-land permanent converted mana cost three or less but that's going to be really situational um obviously pack one pick one playable of course it's a planeswalker but these two planeswalkers in the set i'm not that crazy about they seem kind of meh i feel like wizards is almost losing a lot of steam with their planeswalker design they need to come up with something crazier um besides the pretty basic plus one draw a card negative the negative um destroy something and then the emblem basically you win the game essentially it, most of the time next we have we dragonauts for one blue and a red creature fairy wizard with flying that's a one three whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell we dragonauts gets plus two plus own till end of turn if i'm in is it colors i'm gonna choose this it's a three mana one three that's not too bad but you're gonna have instant sorcery spells to cast and it's gonna be pumped up to be a three three most of the time or possibly a five three um, if you cast two in that turn so something's causing electrospheric disruption in the blaze kite spire veins find the cause and tell them to keep it up says Juzba is it tinker next we have world soul colossus for x green and a white creature elemental with convoke world soul colossus enters the battlefield with x one one counters on it so i mean not the greatest selesnia card but it could be a pretty good bomb card for you you know maybe a more high-end card and Hopefully with a lot of tokens out, you can just pump this up to maybe be a 5-5 five, five or a 6-6. Six, six. Um, it's not a bad card. I wouldn't pick this one early, though. Maybe pack 2, pick 3, early pick, maybe. But, yeah. All right. Next, we have Fresh Face Recruit for 1 red or white. So it's a hybrid mana there. As it's a creature human soldier that's a 2-1. As long as it's your turn, Fresh Face Recruit has first strike. Hold on to your ideals. They'll be tested more than your armor or the edge of your blade, says Tajik. 2-1, uh, if I'm in Boros colors, yeah. I mean, 2-1 with first strike. Most of the time, you're going to... You won't really want to block with this card, but when you're attacking, I mean, hey, pretty good. I don't see really anything bad with it. Um, next, we have Piston Fist Cyclops for one and then two hybrid mana of red or blue. Uh, creature Cyclops, that's a 4-3 with Defender. As long as you've cast an instant sorcery spell this turn, Piston Fist Cyclops can attack as though it didn't have Defender. Um, not the greatest kind of is it card here. Um, I mean, if I'm an is it, this would be a late pick, to be honest. I'm not that thrilled with it. It's Hyper Nomadics can punch through a wall and the spy on the other side. I like that flavor text there. All right. Next, we have Pitiless Gorgon for one and then two hybrid mana of black and green. It's a Gorgon for, that's a 2-2 two, two that has death touch. The reign of the swarm begins. Let us rise now and dress ourselves in vengeance. So pretty common 2-2 two, two death touch. If you're in those colors, it's not bad to have. Um, I mean, late pick more than anything. Next, we have Vernadi Shieldmate. That's one and one hybrid mana of green or white. It's a 2-2 with Vigilance. It's a human soldier. Um, yeah, even if I'm only in one of those colors, I'm choosing this. A 2-2 Vigilance Bear, and sign me up for it. Uh, Selesnia's soil is sacred, and you're about to meet it with your face. Uh, Whisper Agent, one and then two hybrid mana of blue or black. It's a human rogue, 3-2 with flash. When this enters the battlefield, surveil one. He has a job to finish, and it's you. I'm, I'm really liking the flavor text of this here. Um, so out of these five hybrid mana cards, 
I'd say some of the best ones are either Vernati Shield Mate or Whisper Agent. Uh, Whisper Agent, um, I like it. It's a 3-2 for 3 with Flash, so you'd play this at the end of your opponent's turn most likely. That way you can go and attack with it, and surveilling one is always a good thing. So next we have the split card, so it's going to be kind of hard for me. You're going to see me like bend my head a lot here. Um, first we have Assure to Assemble. Assure costs two hybrid mana of green and white and then the assemble part costs four four green and white uh they're both instanced uh you, the assure side says put a one one counter on target creature that creature gains indestructible until end of turn and then the assemble part is create three two two green and white elf knight creature tokens with vigilance um so it's a rare so this may be a pack one pick one for you um both sides are pretty good um, I like the assemble side better. So if you want to cast both, this is going to cost you eight mana. And that's always possible and limited. But I would focus probably more on the assemble side more than the assure side. Uh, next, we have connive to concoct. Uh, the connive part is two and two hybrid mana of blue and black. It's a sorcery. Gain control of target creature with power two or less. And the concoct part is three uh, blue and black. Surveil three, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, out of the two, um, I like the concoct better. It's definitely a more useful ability. And you being able to put a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield is much better. So to cast both, it's going to cost you nine mana. Ooh, that's pretty expensive. Um Next, we have Discovery to Dispersal. Discovery part is one, then a hybrid mana of blue and black with sorcery. Surveil two, then draw a card. And then you have Dispersal. That's three blue and black. Uh, instant, each opponent returns a non-land permanent they control with the highest convert... I hate having to read it like this. Each opponent returns a non-land permanent they control with the highest converted mana cost among permanents they control to its owner's hand, then discard a, discards a card. Um, I like the discovery part way better. Surveil two than draw a card. The dispersal part, I mean, it's it's useful for sure. I mean, I'm not doubting that at all, but I like the discovery better, to be honest. Uh, next, we have expansion to explosion. Uh, the expansion part is two hybrid mana of blue or red it's an instant copy target instant or sorcery spell converted mana cost four or less you may choose new targets for the copy or explosion is x double blue double red explosion deals x damage to any target uh target player draws x cards um i don't like that because to any target wait no no okay okay i'm misreading it here so the it's gonna deal x damage to any target and then you choose the target player to draw x card so i mean i would go more for the explosion part of it um not a pack one pick one but more like a if it's pack two or pack three open and i'm in those colors yeah for sure i would choose it uh, next we have fine to finality the fine part is two hybrid mana of black and green sorcery return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand and the finality is four black and green sorcery you may put two one one counters <laughs> god on a creature you control then all creatures get neg four neg four until end of turn um I mean, it's pretty good board wipe for sure, but you want to be careful on killing your creatures as well. I like the fine part better because I'm going to want to 
most likely return creature cards from my graveyard to my hand if I'm going heavy into undergrowth here. Uh, you know, pack two, pack three, early pick for sure. Um, next we have Flower to Flourish. It's uh, The flower part is one hybrid mana, white and green, white or green. Uh, sorcery, search your library for a basic forest or plains card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. The flourish, uh, creatures you control get plus two, plus two until end of turn. Um, the flourish part's not the worst, but I would definitely be playing the flower part more because ramp. I mean, ramp is going to be more important to me in the long run here. Next, we have Integrity to Intervention. Integrity part is one hybrid mana of red or white instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. The Intervention is two red and a white instant. Intervention deals three damage to any target, and you gain three life. So it's it's a expensive lightning helix here. Um, the Intervention part I like more, obviously, but I wish it was... I wish it cost three mana instead of four, to be honest. Um, if you're in Boros Colors, it can be an early pick for you, for sure. I, I say for sure a lot, for sure. Um, next, we have Invert to Invent. The Invert part for uh, blue and a red instant. Switch the power and toughness of each of up to two target creatures. So this was just eroded because I can't believe Wizards missed this, but... I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, this is only going to switch the power and toughness of, of the two target creatures until end of turn. And then the event part, invent part is four red and a blue. Instant search your library for an instant card and or sorcery card, reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. Um, I'm probably going to choose the invent part more than the invert, but um, invert can be pretty useful as a combat trick against your opponent so you're only gonna have to spend seven mana in order to cast both sides here next we have response to resurgence uh, the response side is two hybrid mana of red and white instant response deals five damage to target attacking or blocking creature i like that a lot uh, the resurgence part is three red and a white sorcery creatures you control gain first strike and vigilance until end of turn after this main phase there is an additional combat phase fo followed by an additional main phase um, shit. Yeah, this could almost be pack one, pick one playable for me because having a double combat phase in a turn is really good. And I'd be going heavy into Boros Colors with this. This could almost be a pack one, pick one for me. Uh, then last but certainly not least is Status to Statue. Status is one hybrid mana of green and black. Uh, instant target creature gets plus one plus one and gains death touch until end of turn the statue part is two black and a green instant destroy target artifact creature or enchantment um obviously i probably go for the statue part more because so because it's pretty good removal um i this would be an early pick because this is some pretty good premium removal in the set and yeah so that's it that's it folks that that's it for the multicolored card this has been a long episode i've had to stop like three times because i'm just like trying to drink water and then i'm trying to stay awake as well too oh man i'm so tired if you're looking at the video you can probably tell like i'm ready to just but anyways thank you all for watching and listening the guilds of ravnica complete set review of the multicolored cards we got through it that was a lot of cards and now i hope you really enjoyed listening to this and thank you all and have a good day